Father, we just pray. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for, for what looks completely impossible. And Lord God, I pray for you to strengthen us, not to let go, not to give in, not to quit, not to give up. But Lord, to believe in, in, a, in such a way that's going to restore and revitalize our faith, our hope, our joy in the Lord. And Lord, we just thank you as, as we rest our, our peace in that. I, I just pray as you, your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed, just I, I want you to think of that thing that's impossible. The, the door has been shut. Uh, there's just seem there's no way out. And that's, that's what we're pursuing for God to open that up because it, this place, where it is, you know that you know when this happens, you know that it had to be God and it's only God. You can change it. You can't do anything about it. In fact, it's out of your hands, physically speaking, but spiritually, everything is in God's hands. So God, I pray for us tonight, Lord, that Lord, we just need to just, uh, just even feel a victory. Just feel a victory to restore the walk and restore the, the strength, Lord, to go forward, to realize that, Lord, I am doing the right thing. And it may not feel right. It may not be showing up. But, Lord, I'm doing the right thing. I want to continue in what's right to see your ending, to see your purpose, to see your plan. All of us, Lord Jesus, need that tonight, need to know that we know that even though we're at a place of saying, I have nothing else I can give. I don't know what to give. So, Lord, since we've given everything, now change the way we see it. Change our eyesight. Change our, our emotions toward it, Lord that we begin to see what the Spirit of God sees. Father, I pray for everybody here that feels surrounded and threatened by things of this world. And Lord, that we'll be like what Elijah said to his servant, go out and found that there was more with him than there was against him. And I, I just pray for that, Lord Jesus. I just pray that there's going to be a bounce back in this God-sized divine dream that you are going to do. And Lord, we don't want to take the easy way out. We want to do it the way you've called us to do it because the steps are ordered, the stops are ordered, and the will of God is in process. And Lord, we no longer point at the problem. We become part of the solution. And Father, we don't want to repeat the past. And I think that's probably one of our biggest deal is not repeating the past. I do not want to relive days that have gone by i thank you jesus that we are pressing toward the mark of the high calling and my latter days are going to be better than my former days that my mind is alert and my heart is receptive that jesus 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 oh how you love us how you care for us in our heart tonight it's yours it's yours it's yours it's yours it's yours lord jesus it's just yours, yours, Lord Jesus. Keep it from breaking over and over again. It's yours as we bless you. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Hi, Mom. Why are you limping? Walk like a believer. Uh, you know, uh, working out is good and it's wonderful, but there have been times where I thought I was walking nor normal and people go, why are you limping? Like I couldn't tell that I was limping. Because I was just walking normal. And sometimes when we're trying to do our best walk and we think we're doing it all, there are times we're still limping. Uh, in Romans chapter 4, verse 19 and 21, and 
you know, earlier in this this uh, chapter, Moses, I mean Moses, Abraham is uh, God is telling him he's going to be the father of many nations. However, he's he's old, you know, he's beyond the years of having children. Like it's going to take a miracle. It's also going to take some patience, right? That that you're telling me, God, I'm going to be the father of many nations. I have no child, no no children. I'm. 90 my wife is 75 we are not buying maternity clothes right now this is not it um if you've ever faced a desperate situation this is your night amen that it is all seemed to be out of the range i'm i'm out of uh, i'm seeing like i'm out of age out of time all those good things so he comes to these points and and here's some things that god began to say to him that and or the word says about him it said being not weak in his faith now you can be weak in anything else but don't don't be weak in your faith don't be weak in your faith he considered not his own body now dead even though he was alive when he was about a hundred years old neither yet the deadness of sarah's womb he staggered not at the promise promise of god or we'll say he limped not at the promise of god though uh, through unbelief but was strong in faith giving glory to god and been fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able also to do to perform father i praise you i thank you for your word thank you lord god for us here lord to hear receive believe and walk in in jesus name amen 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 so uh, the faith part of it is is probably our biggest deal because it takes faith to overcome not wanting to give up and not wanting to give in and not wanting to just drop it and it's like the one thing that he was strongest in was his faith his body was too old to give kids to have kids his body was too old to not only once he had them he had to raise them right and bianca tell you the little kids they're not he imagined doing this at a hundred chasing the kids around talking about soccer practice and you a hundred you know and but god says i want to do it through you why because when it's done you can only give god praise for it nothing else could have done it but god so it is a stabilizer faith is a stabilizer when everything else is doesn't seem to be working when you when you're doing all you can do and it just doesn't seem to be going your way make sure you turn to your faith because it's the one thing that's going to keep you steady it's one thing that's going to keep you stabilized and and upright and, and and before god because if not all the things in front of you it's kind of almost like it's working against you and and could always speak the words of giving up and quitting if there's no stability you will fall right over and it's about keeping your faith not keeping everything right not making sure i look good in front of everybody else but keeping my faith so faith is our stabilizer and regardless of the area regardless of the area it will keep us from limping in our belief of god's promises and that's that's a tough place, right? It's keep from limping because you, you gotta ask sometimes, why do I limp at the things of prayer when it's time for me to prayer? Why am I starting to limp now? Why am I limping at my worship? Why am I limping at praise? Why am I limping when it comes to joy? Why am I limping when it comes to forgiveness? That is part of the promises of God, but I'm limping. Why am I limping in these areas of my life? Yet I can walk for this, but I'm limping toward God. My, my number, uh, I love talking about myself. So my number in high school was, I was number 11. And here's my thing. I called it, I, this, is, this was my thing I used to say. 
I was too good to be number one. I needed two ones. If, if one didn't get you, the other one would. Just made up my own stuff. I used to do that. And I was like, oh, you're number one, but I'm twice as ones. Sometimes you guys, I, I believe, you've, your eternal life, you're double ones. Your one is just as good as the other. And if one don't get you, the other one will. Like, it was good. This is like in high school. I used to think like this when I would be out there. I got number 11 on. I am number 11. I will be number 11 every year I'm at this school. And when I went to college, I was number 11. Because they needed two ones too. Right? Arrogance, call it what you want. What I want to do is quit seeing Christians so lost in their confidence that their heart is so done that they're no longer believing that God can do a promise through them. So I do want to call you up. I do want to bring you up higher than what you are. But but like it's it's almost like if, if well, again, I was talking to Pastor Rita and I when we were doing for one another. But if, if some days she's not kind to me or uh, overly affectionate or whatever, just maybe she's tired because she does a billion things here and does all those things. I'm not going to limp around and trying to get her affection and limp around and like, oh, you never respond to me and limp around. No, I'm tired. Why are you limping right here? Why don't you go stir yourself up in the name of Jesus? Right? You I mean, to, like, to, to put that pressure there is crazy when God is saying, why don't we fellowship? And quit limping around thinking getting your emotions hurt. If I got my feelings hurt anytime that she was tired, doing the things of God. So Abraham and Sarah was completely out of range for starting a family. They were out of range in their age, and they were out of range in their ability. They had every reason to limp at what God was wanting to do through them, right? Can you imagine God said, y'all are going to have a kid? I mean, if anyone could limp, a 90-year-old man can limp, right? A 75-year-old woman can limp, right? Can limp at the things of God. However, God has said, I'm still calling you to walk upright. Don't stagger here. Your faith is the one thing that can be strong when your flesh is out of it. How many of y'all want to take a nap today? Come on now. It was tough. It's tough. The rain comes down and I want to go to sleep. The rain came down and I want to go to sleep. The rain came down and I really went to sleep. You know, it's like some of the things like you're staggering at, like, well, God, like, we want to sit up and proclaim the blessings and favor of God and all those good things. And, and you love your kids. And much as you brag on your kid, discipline your kid. Don't limp at the discipline, right? And we want to be able to pull them through. So they had every reason to limp. They had those things. They had them in place. What is it that, that, uh, that God is calling you to do that reminds you of a soreness that makes you limp at what God is saying? Is it forgiveness? You go, no, it's too sore for that. Right? Is it going out, reaching out to people, witnessing to people? Uh, a soreness comes up. Right? If you've ever had a toothache, you don't know if your head is hurting, your neck is hurting. Like if it's one, I'm talking about one of them where you just grabbing all kind of stuff. And sometimes when we get hurt out in this world, we don't know if it's our faith. We don't know if it's our hope. We don't know what's hurting. 
right? But God says, if you strengthen your faith, the rest of it will come together. So what is it that God is asking you to do? One thing is for sure, God isn't going to uh, take the instructions away, right? Even though if it doesn't feel good to us, God doesn't take the instructions away because of a limp. In fact, he is wanting to heal us so that his plan will be obeyed. So I know the instructions are not going anywhere. And even though the instructions make us want to limp, and even though we don't, we don't want to take that, that lap again, we don't want to run again, we don't want to do that, God has said the instructions need to stay because they're for a, a greater purpose. Can you let go of that so you can walk in this? Can your one be as good as the other one? The one, what's number one in our life? Is God number one? And if not, why isn't he as one as the other things are one? He is wanting to heal. So I want to make sure we're there. If we are limping in our faith, there will be other parts of our life that will begin to ache. All those things will begin to ache. Think about it. If you're limping in your faith and you're believing God for something, what else you'll start to limp in if it hadn't happened? I'll start to limp in my joy. And I'll start to limp in my peace. And I'll start to limp in my strength. All of these things will start to hurt. Have you ever watched someone who has a hurt hand, but they limp when they walk? Like, why are you limping? And you, you didn't hurt your leg. But some of those things is like it pulls on more than just the part that was hit. So we look at those and pull back. However, a healthy faith walk, a healthy faith walk will bring forth the blessings of God that seemed impossible with man, right? So the one thing I need to leave her strong in is a faith walk, right? As, as Pastor Reed was talking about the verse in Haggai, consider your ways. I put, you put your money into a bag with holes in it. You ever put your hopes and put all your best, your best friendship, your best whatever into someone and it seemed like they, it's always leaking out, right? That, that verse can go with that too. I, I, put, I put my best in there and you, you got this hole in you and you can't even receive what I'm giving you. It's like he said, put in your money. You eat, but you're not full. You serve, but they're never full. And it's like, stop. We have to consider our ways because there's always going to be a hole if we don't consider our ways. It is a, it's a rough place. Well, we'll go. We'll move on. We'll keep, we'll go back to the first time before uh, he was, he was Abraham. He was AKA Abram. So Sarah said to Abram, Look now, the Lord has prevented me. Now, here we go. Here we go. Now, it's the looks. Oh, Sarah, I'm sorry. Now, you want Look now, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Please go to my maidservant. Perhaps I can build a family by her. Abram listened to the voice of Sarah. Now, all of a sudden, he don't need to pray when she offered him the handmaid. Now, let's not go seek the Lord on this one. This must be from heaven. You're going to give me the younger girl working at the house? Yes, that's Jesus. So after he had lived in Canaan for 10 years, his wife Sarai took her Egyptian maidservant, the one she gave to Hagar, and gave her to Abram to be his wife. His wife gave him another woman to be her can't nobody else be you no one even if you donate yourself for somebody else whoever missed out on your life missed out on your life they missed out on a good you okay they're not gonna find another you even if you offered them the better one hagar could never be sarah 
She couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. So, but, but she said, well, you're giving me to her. And it doesn't say Hagar had any word saying the matter. I don't want your old man. Like, like, don't, can't, don't, like, you have to be thinking, like, why, no, can't I clean the camels or something? Like, what else can I do? Like, why I got to have that, you know? Just the way I would be if I was back there writing the book. That's, God, they didn't let me in Genesis. It's like, ain't nobody else here. You ain't got no children. And he, ah, thank you. And he slept with Hagar, and, he, and, she, and she conceived. But when Hagar realized that she was pregnant, she began to despise her, or despise her mistress. Now, look how the dynamics, right? Sarah, I'm old, Abram, let me, let's go get Hagar. You're going to get with Hagar. I'm going to let her take my spot. And then Hagar agrees to this, gets pregnant. Then Hagar gets mad that she's pregnant. Like, this is dysfunctional. This is dysfunctional. But they in the Bible, and they're one of the faith heroes. In other words, no matter how dysfunctional you are, keep your faith. God will get you through. When Hagar realized that she was pregnant, she, was, she despised Sarah. because Sarah made her do it. Flip Wilson didn't come up with that. Sarah did. I would think that this deal Sarah and Abraham made for him to have a baby with Hagar was clearly a fall. But when we read it right, Romans 4.20, it said he staggered not. Listen, I know y'all ain't going to admit to this, but let me tell you, I've not been perfect, but I've kept my faith. And when you're not perfect, but you keep your faith, that means you're not staggering. When you have enough double ones in you to get up, and say, you know what, I know I ain't right. I know I ain't right today. I don't know whatever goodness I had in me yesterday, but it didn't come with me today. And I said, but God, I still believe in you. You're good. Okay? He slept with the maid. But you can get up from a fall, amen? Amen. You can get up from a fall, but staggering becomes a way of life. Limping becomes not just a moment, it becomes a lifestyle. Especially when faith is held upright. So God deals with sin so that sin wouldn't be able to deal with us. When mistakes are allowed to ferment, now they ferment, you can get drunk in mistakes in our lives, we will begin to stagger at God's promises because of our stumble. Right? So I will stagger because I stumble. But if I go ahead and get up, I don't have to stay there. It is worse. It is worse, I believe, to limp around with, a, with unbelief. Limp around with doubt. Limp around with not receiving joy than if you make a mistake and say, God, forgive me. Because you can get up from there. The limp says it's okay to be this way. We know it's not okay to fall. We know it's not okay to, to sin and disobey God, and we repent from it. And that's why when you hear people say, they live worse than I do. How are they getting blessed? Just maybe they are sitting there going, God, I'm not right in the head. Forgive me. Right? And I hear a lot of people, and I hear a lot of the folks who say, I don't want to go to church. That person messes up, and, and how can God bless them? Because they know how, they got enough sense to say, I can't save me. God saves me. 
right? And trust me, y'all know I'm not up here telling you to go out and sin. You know this. What I am telling you is if it happens, get up. Don't lay in it. Don't do that. Um, I don't know why we can't tell anybody, but, but Miracle turned 21 yesterday. And so she wants to be here for the praise report. So act like I didn't say this. So she's here for 21. And, and I hate going out to eat, but Tuesday was good. Went out to eat. Indeed, I don't like the lines, but there was nobody at this restaurant. The slowest waitress we've ever had. Like, I was looking around. There was one couple in, other than us, and then that couple left. Wait a few minutes, and then only one other couple. We couldn't get the woman to bring us napkins. We couldn't get water. And, and like, for a long period, like, she's gone. Like, who are you serving? What is... Like, I'm just like, this is not, this is not right. And I'm just not, I'm not handling it well. Right? And we're telling stories. We're just, and it's just like, she's, she's just, hey, and they come over just as cheerful. Like, nothing is wrong. Hey, y'all, how y'all doing? We thirsty. <laughs> no, my wife don't want me to act that way. She wants me to be pasta. That's why I didn't dress up. That's why I wore shorts and a t-shirt. Because good reverends don't wear shorts and t-shirts out in public. What I could not understand was how could this lady keep walking to back to our table with such confidence? Gave jar of water instead of lemonade. How do you... Just handed it to him like this is supposed to be for you. You don't ask for lemonade, right? Ow! Oh! And she left and it was a while before she came back. I'm like, whatever you do, y'all get y'all, you know what I mean? Get your order ready. Because she's, Miracle going to be 22 by the time we get to cake. And, and just waiting was just like my, my, I was like, this is why I hate it. Like in my mind, why I hate this. And then we start telling stories and we just started having a blast. Because it ain't about that waitress. It's about us being together, apparently. Where they... Teresa, they stabbed me in the back. Miss Yolanda, they stabbed me in the back on Sunday. Y'all are not here to protect me, but my wife had them show my high school prom picture. They had to put it up there. Yes, yes. Yeah, you saw it online. It didn't need to be here. Am I ready for the world, Jerry Curl? It didn't need to be here. So, oh, oh, Sheila. Now you can look that one up if you want to. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that, Bianca, when, when the picture went up, you could see people whipping out. I was like, oh. They want to dig up your stuff. But, but you know, Pastor Rita thought, man, you know, let's share that. Because I was looking at Miss Sobe. She was getting eviled eye. Like, I just preached about the Lord, but I turned demonic. Like, no, you did not put that up there. And then they opened the door. And the wizard behind all this, the great, beautiful Rita. <laughs> we do look great because I had a jerry curl. We all look good with those. And the mustache, the Eddie Murphy mustache, that's what it was. You got jerry curl, and then you let some luster curl. You put that stuff on there, some activator on your mustache, and it shines, and it shines, and... God dealt with us so sin wouldn't deal with us. But by all means, don't limp around because things are not going your way. Stand up and walk straight. Walk right. Walk upright. You ever told your kids they're doing, they're out there playing in the yard and you say, come in and take out the trash. All of a sudden, 
Like you, I just saw you run. Like and we, that, that tends to happen, right? Right, you know, it tends to happen when they, they can go everywhere else but to church. We can tell everybody else but God. Micah chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. You know this is a verse. This is our verse. This, is, this has been in the marriage as long as Rita has. Uh, Therefore, I will look unto the Lord. This is a great verse. You should circle this if you got any issues. This one will pick you right up. He says, I will wait for, for, for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. That's great. But it gets even better. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. Right? If we could say this day, rejoice not against me, O my haters. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. I mean, we'd say this verse over and over. I mean, like over and over again. Because, again, the worst thing you can have and the worst feeling people go through is ridicule. And when your own life is ridiculing you and when your own life is laughing at you and your own life is saying you never did turn into what you needed to be turning into, you got to say, enemy, quit rejoicing. I'm going to get up from here. The ridicule don't have to be a crowd of people. Sometimes our own mind sets up a stage against us. Staying down is what will turn a fall into a limp. Getting up takes faith and keeps us on track to receiving all that God has for us. Like Ornie Adams said, ladies, the way you will never get disappointed by men, lower your standards. <laughs> bottom they'll never fail you right but then i always want to get on and he's funny he's a comedian but i always want to go but then if they lower their standards they're hurting themselves right you may get something but you won't get you because you have to stop becoming you. So it takes that. It, it takes faith. Standing up takes faith. It takes faith to, to stand up. A fall is just a sentence. But stand down is what will make, a, make it a story. It's just a sentence. If I fall, it's a sentence. Get back up. Again, I'm not licensing it. But I'm saying God made provision for that. But it's just a sentence. But if I go around and limp around because of a hurt that happened to me years ago, if I limp around because I never could do something, if I limp around because I didn't go to school, I limp around because I didn't get the job, it has now become my story instead of just one situation. Can't be my story. Standing up is what makes it God's story. Ridicule is a weapon the enemy uses to bully us from walking in faith because he can't do it. So if I can't do it, I'm going to talk you out of doing it, right? If you play cards or whatever and you know you're not good at it, what do you do next? You start talking trash and try to get people off their game. A dark situation needs the light of God to remind us that God completes every work he started in us, okay? So dark, turn on the light. Right? So that was part of this, you know, that's why we can stay up here in the dark. Got it? All right. Just trying to bring you along. Okay. So l lasting story, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and, and Abednego, right? In Daniel chapter 3 and verse 16. And yes, I'm going to refrain from my other name I give, Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. Now, this king, O Nebuchadnezzar, built up a, oh gosh, 
VeggieTales really got to stop because all I can think about is the chocolate bunny. And the way they do it for VeggieTales, the chocolate bunny that you bow to the chocolate bunny. But it wasn't. It was a golden statue of himself, all right? And when they heard the music, they were all supposed to bow down and worship. And they found out that these three would not do it. Just like your kids are not going to bow down to the popularity of what's going on in school. They bow down to the behaviors at the school. They will not do it. And they don't know why they're not saying not because we're saying not for them and through them until they can say not for themselves. Not today, Satan. And so they wouldn't do it until someone went and snitched on them and said, they not bowing when the music comes on, king. And he, and he brought them to him, and, and the king says, uh, you need to bow whenever you hear the music to bow to my statue. I don't care what you're doing where you are. And, and, uh, and so they, they, had a, they had a word for him. They said, we, we are not careful. To, we need to answer you in this manner. If the God whom we serve exists, then he is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and from your hand, O king. And this is what, wait a minute, also I left out a part. Because the king said, if you don't bow, I'm going to throw you into a fiery furnace. And they said, okay, but if the God we serve can't get us out of this fiery furnace, we're definitely not still bowing to your golden statue out here in the heat in Egypt, which is probably just as hot. You want me to get on my knees in this hot sand to bow to you? Not even you, it's a statue. Anyway, but even if he doesn't, and here's where you get your heart healed. Because you know if you're just walking with God, you're good. Whether things are getting to you or not around you, just stay with God. He said, but even if he, if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we, are, or that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden statue you have set up. Right? At that point, they're like, I cannot limp at my faith in God. I can't do it. Let it be known that even if things don't go my way, even if you still threaten me, because that's what the enemy loves to do, how dare you walk around and thinking that you're really walking with God and nothing's really going your way and you really don't have faith, you still have a bad attitude, you still have a temper, you're still less than, you got to go with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and just say, no matter what, I'm going to be with Christ. God is my friend. God is my shepherd. I, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So at a point in every believer's life, God is going to be worshipped, is going to be worshipped whether things are going our way or not. Worship God. They wouldn't limp in their, in their worship and Jesus showed up in the fire uh, to help them walk. Now, again, they, they didn't do it. And, of course, they got bound, thrown into the fire. And you guys know the story. You've probably seen it. Is that when they're in the fire, they say there was three that was thrown in there. But there was a fourth. And the one looks like the son of God. So God will get in the fire with you as long as you keep your faith to get in the fire. But that means if you're doing everything right and it gets caught into a fire, that means you're still okay. They did not do anything wrong. They were following God. And they were obeying God. And they got thrown into a fire. Fire so hot, the people that opened the doors to throw them in the fire burned up. Because Neb was angry. They wouldn't limp in their worship. Stand in your faith. Get up from your mistakes. Stand in your faith. Get up from your mistakes. And walk in grace so that you will be steady in your belief that God is able to do all that he said he would do in our life. Don't limp because your circumstances are big and impossible in your strength. Don't limp because your circumstances are big and impossible in your strength. But keep your faith 
and see God expect it in for our life. You know what I mean? Don't limp. Don't limp about it. Just get up. Say, God, we're going to go forward. I'm not going to limp in what you said about me. I'm not going to limp about my body. I'm not going to limp about what kind of parent I am. I'm going to keep my faith and say I'm a good parent. I'm not going to limp about what kind of spouse I am. I'm not going to limp in what kind of uh, financial person I am. I am going to walk in my faith. And I'm going to believe God no matter what. I'm not going to limp in my current circumstances. I'm going to walk with God. And by all means, if God could use Abraham and Sarah who did a wife swap, not even a swap, just donated a girl to be a wife. And God said they didn't stagger. Like, I was like, what you say, Jesus? What? What do you mean? This is staggering one-on-one. This is under the influence. They took in somebody else. And what God was saying, let me tell you something. If you'll turn to me, your mistakes can't keep, me, keep you from your destiny through me. Amen? So if somebody's reminding you of your past, tell them you hadn't seen my future yet. Because you'd have a much better conversation about me if you saw my future. So if you want to stick around me, you can't talk about that anymore, right? Saying some, something about the ones that you think you can lean on the most is the ones who are doing the most damage. But we ain't did just because you next to me don't mean you want the best for me. Okay, come on up, Milton. Uh, I want you guys to bow your heads <laughs> just a little bit loose today. Now, as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, and I do want to ignite your faith in such a way that I want you to know that everything that you've put your heart, soul to believe, that God is going to work it through. Also want to pray, or if you feel like, man, I've, I've just messed up, or I'm too messed up, or whatever in my life, uh, I just can't see God using me the way I thought I could once be used. Either way, both of those don't pertain to what the Word of God says about you, right? The Bible says, let the Word be true and every man a liar. So as you've confessed, as the Bible says, if you confess your sin, I'm faithful and just to forgive you. So you are blessed. You are blessed for destiny and purpose and plan. And I want to begin to just receive you as you receive yourself out of the limp, out of the pain, out of the struggle, out of the frustration of God that I need my heart to be revisited right now in the name of Jesus. Heart, I just my heart is, is 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 broken and and limping. But I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you are the mender of a broken heart. Father God, I pray as we lift up knowingly and unknowingly mistakes we may have made, but even more that we lift up our faith back toward you. It says it ain't even about the mistakes that I've made. It's the God in whom I trust. It's the God in whom I believe. And so, Lord God, we're going to trust and believe in you and honor you in all that we say and do, that you will be glorified in my heart. Lord, give me the strength to be mature around the immature situation. Give me strength, Lord God, to hold my peace, have my words designed and directed from heaven to understand that there's good counsel in the voice of God, that I will pursue you in such a way. I want to live, Lord God, for your glory, for your will to be done through me by the power and authority of God. Father, thank you for healing me from limping in areas of my life. People that have shown great hate toward me, thank you for standing me upright and I no longer have to limp around them, showing them what they've shown me, but I can show them a greater one 
in Christ Jesus. As you blessed and ministered to every person in every position that you hold, parent, sister, brother, whatever position you hold, that God is taking the limp out of you and causing you to walk strong. Father, we receive it together in Jesus' name. Everybody say, amen, amen, amen.